You are now listening to Small Monster Podcast. So he's 11 times, 11 gold gloves, nine in a row at one point. But he's among shortstops, 0.985 fielding percentage. is tied for the highest all-time. All-time leader in games played. All-time leader in double plays turned. Tied Cal Ripken Jr.'s American League record for most consecutive games at shortstop without an error, which is 95. He's an all-time hits leader among players from Venezuela. 43rd overall, all-time. And the, sh- and the shortstop with the third most hits of all time behind Derek Jeter and Honus Wagner. Vizquel is also the sacrifice hit leader of the live ball era. This is all Omar Vizquel. This is all Omar Vizquel, a guy that only got didn't even get 50% of the vote for the Hall of Fame last year. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm saying, like, isn't it a crying shame that you don't elect anybody to the Hall of Fame this year? It's yeah. an absolute joke. We should have been talking about this like weeks ago, but I mean, I was I was pissed about it then. I'm still pissed about it now. In a year where there's there's no economy, you'd think for for nothing else like the sake of uh um the sake of Cooperstown, New York, they would have to help for their tourism industry. Right. They I mean, they would a big deal they them. would have a Hall of Fame class. You know, and double that up with with the 2020 class that didn't get you know enshrined. Yeah, with Jeter, Larry Walker, you know those guys. Like Omar Vizquel is <sighs> a prime example. I mean, it's not like you're just putting guys in to put guys in. Right. If you told me that Omar Vizquel was the guy, I would never would have questioned it. I never would have said, "Oh yeah, you're just putting somebody in to put somebody in because nobody's qualified on right. it." Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. After what I just read. Right. Yeah, I get he only hit 80 home runs. I mean, so he didn't hit with power. Like, there's a whole world. Baseball is more than just home runs. Right, folks. exactly. Like, when are we going to get this? Well, and that's where, so there's those milestones, and we've talked about talked about this in past shows before. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. You get one of those, and you're in. You're in the it's, hall. It's got to be more. But there's got to be more than that. This The big thing with this scale, too, is 28... 100 hits 2,877 hits yeah man so if he played one more season one or two he'd have had it one but or two more seasons he he would have had 3,000 hits right. and we're talking hall of, you know, like, he, it, yeah there's no reason for him to not be in the hall because he wasn't sad. on steroids or anything but it's sad that that one number 3,000 is the only reason he can't get over the hump <sighs> in the voting. Are you kidding me? He's one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Exactly. And when we overshadow, like, defense wins championships, except for when it comes to the Hall of Fame, then we overlook that, yeah. and it doesn't really matter that much. Then you're not, uh, you know, you know, you don't get considered as much. Yeah, it's, it's, he's why that, being robbed. I loved watching Lindsey Hunter as a Pistons fan, you know? Ah, maybe he. I'll have to look at his stats to say to make a case for him for going in the Hall of Fame. Oh, get out of here! Now you're being now you're being a little bit wild. But at the time, Lindsey Hunter was. I was like, man, there's nobody. There's no nobody better at guarding the ball than Lindsey Hunter. You know, an on-ball defender. Yes, I agree. Now I know we're we're making this big push for Lou Whitaker to get in the Hall. Yeah, but right after that, there's three more guys that should. That should easily go in, I feel. Mm-hmm. Dale Murphy, yep. Edgar Martinez, and Omar Vizquel. 
I'm on some of those Atlanta Braves websites or not websites, their Facebook pages, like their yeah. fan Facebook pages. And that's the rumblings is everybody's like they post a picture and be like, why is this guy not in the Hall of Fame? Right. Dale right. Murphy was a dominant hitter, dominant power hitter for like six, seven years. Two MVPs. Yeah. Two MVPs. Didn't he like lead the National League in home runs like multiple times during that time span? I, I don't know if it was multiple times. I, don't but I know that he fact check me. I'm pretty sure he had. I think he had back to back MVPs. Yeah. I mean, if Come that on. doesn't say anything, like the guy dominated a decade. Yeah. You know, like why is that not right. good enough and, to be? And that guy, he, what better ambassador for baseball than Dale Murphy? You hear nothing but like good stories about what a nice guy Dale Murphy is, and like how he'll sign anything for for anybody, and he's he's super sweet to kids, and just like well, the dude is a perfect ambassador for baseball. But like, that's, just, uh, I mean, and if, that in itself is a sham, Hoffman. Right? When you have to sit there and say the guy's a good guy, yeah. Come on, man. Like, look at someone that I'm. I know the narrative is that a lot of the old guys are all racist. I'm not going to say they all are. But you are playing at a time when baseball was completely segregated. Right. So there are probably guys in there that have a not so that, that have a, a past that would probably be canceled by today's sure. quote-unquote cancel culture. Sure. So don't give me the shit that he wasn't a media darling. Like in Lou Whitaker's case, he's not a media darling. Right. Or in Dale Murphy's case, you got to sit there and lobby for him. Say he's a nice guy. Like I'm, I'm not picking on you specifically, no, Hoffman. Right. No. But it's sad that we have to sit there and say those things after we give out the numbers, right. after we give out the records. Well, but it, the case for Ozzy Smith comes up a lot. Where like, oh, maybe he his numbers weren't good enough to be a Hall of Famer. Me, I I was never one of those guys. To me, Ozzy Smith was always his. Always was and always has been a Hall of Famer. He was the only Hall of Famer I met when I went to Cooperstown during mm-hmm. induction weekend. Super nice guy. I'd always heard all these stories about what a cool guy he was and what a great ambassador for the game he is. And to me, being that good of an ambassador for the game is enough to let him in the Hall. Well, if that's the case, then let in Dale Murphy... And you can't tell me that Edgar Martinez and Omar Vizquel aren't going to be like Omar Vizquel, dude. Those guys are. I've never heard a bad word spoken about Omar Vizquel. And the guy is—he's always been a, a manager or a yeah. like an assistant, or you know, an assistant manager. Yeah, you exactly. Know. So you know, he's a role model. And every year that he was in the clubhouse, he was a, a vet that other guys players looked go, up to. Look up to, yeah. Know? Martinez, greatest DH in the game. Probably the greatest DH to ever play, right? Yeah, I could, I you know? could probably get behind that. But he played for Seattle, so we're not going to give him yeah. the love that he deserves. So you're you're behind the shadow of Ken Griffey Jr., right? And what did Ken Griffey Jr. have to do to get in the Hall of Fame? He had to hit 600 freaking home runs, mm-hmm. and he had to he had to be Ken Griffey Jr. He had to be a rock star. And he had he to wear was. his hat backwards. Yeah, he had to win home run. You know, challenges yeah. and and uh, and he had to be the Michael MVPs Jordan of baseball. Yeah, basically, and he totally was like, and he was. Yeah, I mean, everybody wanted when you're playing baseball as a kid, right. you're mimic. Everybody's oh, mimicking gosh, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Like he he had the sweetest. He still to this day has the sweetest swing yep. I've ever seen. So smooth. I mean, when people say like, "Oh, Sweet Lou made it look effortless," and that's why everybody thought he could do more and stuff. You always hear people yeah. say that. 
And I was like, yeah, okay. They, I always hear that thrown around. He makes it look so effortless. Like, this dude was like liquid in human form when he swung. Yeah. Like, there was just... <laughs> It was like, I don't know. It was unbelievable. He might have been the most marketable player in the 90s. Easily. Seriously. Without a doubt. You know? And he I, could come back right now as a manager oh, yeah. or anything, like as a representative, and be the most marketable player. He actually got a position as, in baseball. Like front office the, or yeah, something? Yeah, in the commissioner front okay. office area or something. I forget. He's in charge of something. Oh, I should look it up. I'm horribly underprepared for this show, but... <laughs> But that's we're, what I do. We're ringing it today. But that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. We had so many, I, I had so many kind of like incidental cool stories about Ken Griffey Jr. You know, like you? growing up. Just yeah. like rubbing Just and running funny into him. Or? Well, I, not running into him, <laughs> but like I went to, um, uh, I used to go to a lot of Mets games growing up. And towards the end of Junior's career, he was playing for the Reds, as you know. Yep. I wanted to see the, and I kind of picked I got to pick like four games that I get to go see during the summer at Chase Stadium. One of the games I wanted to go see, because I'd pick out specific players, was the Mets versus the Reds. Because I just wanted to see Ken Griffey Jr. Hopefully he, I might get to see like one at bat or whatever. And I'd heard all these stories about him kind of slumming it and just lagging and all this stuff. I remember that game it was like the first or second inning and he came up, he, he got on base. He like, he got a single hustled, got there. Then he like stole second and then somebody hit another single and he hustled around the bases and like he got to home and it was like an at the plate call and everything. Like I got my money's worth. I will remember that for the rest of my life. I, I single stole second. And then from second to home, with you a know, play at the plate, with a play at the plate, for, just for dramatic purposes. Yeah, that I was like, "We're done. We can go home, it. Dad or we, Grandpa. Yeah, we can go home, Papa. We, we're good, <laughs> man. That was that. That was everything I wanted to see from Ken Griffey Jr. and and that was like that sealed it for me. In the end of his career with the Reds, mm-hmm. like, ah, eh, you can't talk smack about Ken Griffey Jr. You can't ever. say that's phoning it in. That's not phoning it in. You know, there's all these crappy stories about it. Well, there's like a handful of crappy stories about him, and those stand out. But people don't tell the stories like the one I just told where he's hustling and mm-hmm. it's a nothing game against the Mets. Yeah, it probably are, means nothing. You know, exactly. Um Another thing, I remember being in Little League, <laughs> and I just told this story the other day. So, really? yeah, I was, I remember, yeah, I was telling uh, Coach this story. Coach and Jason Wirtz. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> so I was in Little League, and we all get, like, our team photos, and we get our pictures taken and stuff, and uh, you could get, like, a, a picture package where you got your own baseball cards, right? So I got my own little crappy photo <laughs> baseball cards, which I thought were cool, and... Um, this girl kind of interviews you, you know, right before you go up to, she asks you like two or three questions. She's like, all right, which, um, how do you bat? Which side of the plate do you do bat? Okay. I bat on this side. All right. So then you're a left-handed batter. All right. Um, who's your favorite player? Um, and I was like, Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> yeah. Ken Gr- Cause that's the swing yeah. I emulated. Yeah. I just loved emulating his 
home run swing. And that's some other question. Well, who's your favorite baseball team? And these are what's going to end up on the back okay. of your baseball card. So I was like, I could not wait to get those, get my own baseball card that basically my name shared a card with Ken Griffey Jr. Because on the back, it was going to say my favorite baseball player was Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. Yeah. And then the biggest slap in the face ever happened when I received those baseball cards back with Tucky. You know what happened? It was Cecil Fielder. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even worse. You know, who, who's my old school guy? Ty Cobb. Favorite baseball player? Babe Ruth. Wow. Talk about talk about phoning it in. That yeah. that photographer just phoned it in. Like I was like, you know what? You well know they what? forgot. Do you know what? Everybody on your team probably had Babe Ruth on the back of that card. Because that's probably the only one she knew. That's probably the only one she knew or remember. I don't know. Can't Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna doesn't matter. Wow, what a rip. <sighs> That's frustrating, Hoffman. I'm sorry. Very frustrating. But those are my my favorite Ken Griffey Jr. stories. Well, and besides, I got to go see him get inducted into Cooperstown. That was pretty memorable. Lots of oh, cool Oh, so you were there when he that. got inducted? Yep. With, with oh. him and Piazza. That was the induction weekend. That oh, yeah, because you're a big to. fan of Piazza. Cause yeah, because nice New York fan. guy. Yeah. And I was always kind of a Piazza guy. and But at the same time, I always admired Ken Griffey Jr. and like loved watching him and tried to emulate his swing. And so it just kind of made sense that they both got elected in the same year. And yeah, very lucky to get to share that with my dad. But, so yeah. when Lou gets in. Yes. We're going to go, should right? Be 2024, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we're, we're starting this campaign. Yep. We're and starting, we're starting the t-shirt campaign. I'm going to be horribly annoying for the next two years on social media Me about too. it. Me too. Get used to it, fans. Yep, Get used you, to it, listeners. If if talking about the Tigers is a segment you don't like, then tune in. <laughs> Maybe tune out for the next in, four years. Yeah, after 2024. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we should go to Cooperstown and bring Kineth with us. And, Absolutely. You know? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. He, I think he'd enjoy really cool. it too. Heck yeah. He likes adventures. Even exactly. if he doesn't exactly understand what's going on, he's always down for the... And he'll be old enough by that time or, you know, he'll... Yeah, by yeah. then he'll... He may not understand, you know what I mean? Like He's going to remember that for all, the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, he'll, he'll remember it, yeah. yeah. It'll be an experience for sure. Exactly. Well, should we go to break real quick? Yeah, we'll take a break. Yeah, we both need, uh, we both need more beverage and... And I got to use the potty. All right, we'll be back with more sports ball after Sounds this. Good. Wataki here from the Small Market Podcast, encouraging you to support those who support us. Visit Heather and Holly in downtown Midland, 228 East Main Street, for your finest chocolate needs. Also, visit Good Sense Coffee at goodsensecoffee.com. Listeners, use promo code SMALLMARKET at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. How the hell they got in? They did. That's that's the thing is you got a state team with a losing record in conference. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. How just, so? State gets in in a play-in game, and, and they're playing. They're starting out against against UCLA, and UCLA is actually fourth in their conference at thirteen and six. Yeah. Like they have a winning record, so that makes sense. But they're a play-in team, but a Big Ten team 
with a losing record right. is also a playing team. Yeah. Like this is like this. That shows you the amount of respect they have for apparently the Pac-12 conference. Like none whatsoever. Right. Exactly. I was re- I was reading uh, Indiana fired their head coach. Who was their head coach again? Uh, somebody Allen, I think. Okay. But there nine Big Ten teams made the tournament out of the 14 teams. Only five didn't, and, like, three out of those five teams are replacing their coaches now. Like, Jeez. talk about, like. Like they all expected to get yeah, it. Yeah, like, we're just, our entire conference is just going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking retarded. Wow. All right, listeners. I have, I have a friend. And she's been in this relationship for a couple of months now. And everything for about the first month was going great. And things, her her and her boyfriend, they're, they're hitting it off. It's, everything is wonderful. Everything is perfect. And about a couple of weeks ago, she found out that he was cheating on her. And she is just... It just absolutely wrecked her, and she's been trying to make it work, and things have been high, and things have been low, and things have been high, and things have been low, and she finally left him, and now she's at a crossroads, and she doesn't know what to do, and she's scared to get back out there in that dating pool, because she doesn't know what to expect. And she's timid, and she's worried, and she's lost her confidence. She is Michigan basketball. Ever since the Illinois game, where they got blasted by 19 points, Michigan basketball is timid, it's soft, and it's playing without confidence. And now it sits here. Going in as a number one seed to the big dance, not knowing what it's going to do. Isaiah Livers out for the season. A guy averaging 13 points a game. A senior with who is the leader of this team is not going to be playing. They are soft at times. And they are just... You don't know what to expect. And so I sit here as a Michigan fan myself, and I look at this as being a number one seed, and I say, I don't know that I see them making it past the second round because I don't know where their head's at collectively as a team. What do you think, Hoffman? I have to agree with you. Um, I think it would be in, in typical Michigan fashion to see who who is MTSM slash TXSO Texas Southern is that who that is? You're looking at the uh, oh That's it's Mount it's Mount St Mary's in Texas Southern. It's a play-in game. Okay. They will be Michigan's first round opponent, and I can see Michigan beating them. But then if you look down, they're going to play the winner of St Boniface and LSU. Right. LSU just lost by one to Alabama, the number two seed yeah. in that in their region, in the East region, in the SEC Conference Final. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mount St. Mary's is one of the top defensive teams in the country. 
for points against. I believe they're a top five for her teams averaging points against them. Right. You have to fact check me on that. Yeah. Uh, But if I can tell you right now, if LSU comes out and beats St. Boniface, Michigan is going to have a hell of a time getting out of the round of 32. Mm. And that's frustrating. Coming in as a number one seed at the start of the season, they look like world beaters before that layoff. Even after that layoff, up until they played Illinois and just got destroyed. They're 500 since playing them. And Franz Wagner, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. The coaching, coaching has been great most of the season. The last shot in the game against Ohio State in this Big Ten semifinals, when you're down one, with 28 seconds left in the game, and you hoist up a three as your last shot with two seconds left. No mm. chance to get a rebound or a putback. I don't even know what that call was. It, I think they're in a rough way. I think Michigan, I, I, I earlier, two months ago, I'd have said, yeah, they're a Final Four team. Now, I can't see them getting out of the second round. Yeah. And that's frustrating. Yeah. I'm I'm picking my bracket right now as we speak. Yeah. So who do you when you're picking this? It's a lot of like a lot of my choices go by because I don't know as much about college basketball as I promised that I would. I go there's just so much. It's so expensive. It is. It's hard to like like all of the news that we consume is Big Ten here. That's oh, yeah. all we see on the TV. So right. when you try and dig in like there's the Big East, there's the the Atlantic 10 conference you know there's all these different conferences that are sending people that you've never really seen and right. you're not in the market to see right i go a lot by by the rankings unless you're a michigan team then i kind of <laughs> well, what i do kind you th- of pick against you what do you think about msu against ucla for a playing game I think Michigan State will do just fine. They've got Tom Izzo. They always surprise people. Was it a couple of years ago? Like they kind of had no business being in, mm-hmm. and then they outshined U of M and yeah. went to the Final Four. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, no, I remember vividly, Wataki. It was, uh, it was yesterday. Um, I, I think it was one of the greatest moments oh, in stop Michigan it, yeah. just, history in the state. In typical of Hoffman fashion, just embellishing these stories. It was a lot like. You know, Paul Bunyan um, just is one of those legends, just kind of. I'll say this. The University of Michigan really likes themselves. If you want to know how much the committee values Big Ten basketball, Michigan State was like eight. At one point, they were seven and nine. I think they finished the regular season in conference with a losing record. They are in a play-in game with the fourth best team in the Pac-12. That's the difference. They're like the number nine team in in the Big Ten, and the fourth best team is in a play-in game with them. That's mm. how either either you can look at it this way, how much they respect the Big Ten Conference or how little they value the Pac-12. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I also think it's, to me, it's a lot of fun to to pick these uh, number five or number 12 teams over number fives. I love picking those. I am hardcore Cinderella. All oh, the way. I love that kind of stuff. You have to pick Georgetown. So you have to. They just already? destroyed Creighton, who won the regular season, by like mm. 20 points. Coached by Patrick Ewing. 
everybody loves Georgetown because everybody remembers them from like the John Thompson, Allen Iverson days. Oh, love everybody's John just Thompson. hoping that they're yes. going to be a Cinderella this year. But I could easily see him steamrolling Colorado. Love John Thompson. Yeah, I, and I remember, you know, Patrick Ewing was unbelievable. I think I, oh no, I picked Colorado over Georgetown. Oh, that's awful. Um, awful call. <laughs> okay, I'll go back. I'll go back. Mm. There you go, Georgetown. Another upside I like is I like Rutgers over Clemson. Where is that? Is that? That's over on the other side. Then. That's in the Midwest. So you might not even be to that yet. Um, uh, I was that's just seven. picking my West that's bracket. That's a 10 or a 7. Uh, Midwest bracket. What did you say? What was it? Uh, I like Rutgers over Clemson. I picked Clemson just because Trevor Lawrence, and I feel like he's going to come out and, yeah, and, and, and play, play, play basketball play too. Play some basketball too. He's a dual sport athlete. Because he's got nothing. He's got nothing to lose. I just won the Heisman. I'm gonna, oh, hey, bro. I was just I just got done surfing. I'm just gonna go play. Little, <laughs> like, shouldn't you be on ball. like the beach in California no, somewhere? Uh, bro, I do whatever I want now. All right, bro. Legend. All right, bro. So I picked um Clemson. Uh what else do I have here? Gosh, there's so many teams. Holy cow. I'm thinking LSU's gonna beat Michigan. Yeah, it's either them or it's going to be Florida State. Like I said, like yeah. I was telling you earlier, I got two brackets. I got yeah. one that's like a realistic bracket, and I got Michigan losing to Florida State in the Sweet 16. Then I have my Michigan bracket, which looks a lot like the other bracket, except for Michigan wins every game. <laughs> that way, I'm not upset. That, that way you're satisfied. That way if, yeah. yeah, that way if Michigan loses, I'm like, hey, You'd I picked like, that. I called it. At, at any point, I'm like, hey, I picked that. They're going to lose. I'm a true Michigan fan. I knew they were going to win the whole thing. Yeah, you know, or yeah. Handily. Yeah. Or like if my bracket's busted, it's like, hey, but Michigan's still winning, so I can still <laughs> got a reason to watch and cheer them on. <laughs> That's fair enough. I, You know, it's kind of addictive. It's hard not to pick more, you know, like, Fill out more than fill one more bracket, brackets, yeah. you know, to just fill out one bracket and go with that. Come on. It's so much. That's the most fun is filling out these brackets. And it's, you know what it is? It's always like some dude or some gal that like, hey, I like the color of their jersey. So I'm going right. to pick them to go all the way. And then they're the Cinderella team of the year. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Coach was just telling me that her sister Trish picked all like according to mascots. But the problem was is that she didn't know all the mascots. So they had to they spent more time looking up who the mascots were of each team. Wow. And like could they could that mascot could that bulldog Could defeat, Sparty beat this bulldog? Right. Could that bulldog beat that pioneer? Yeah. Or, you know <laughs> <laughs> What is it from Wichita State? It's like some weird bumblebee thing or something. Probably yeah. Or like the weird. Wake Forest guy. <laughs> you ever seen the Wake Forest? The, the big like stove pipe hat and the corn cob They're pipe. All better than Central Michigan with the flying C. The flying C. Yes, it's a it's a capital C with little tiny wings on top of it. What is what does it stand for? It's supposed to be a Chippewa, but we can't. We got. Oh we, yeah, we canceled ourselves long ago. The Central Michigan cancelers. <laughs> we we canceled ourselves to prevent. Offending anybody, so we just you. Oh. Our mascot <laughs> is a capital C. This 
this I really start to understand why you have so much self-loathing now <laughs> being a, a Central Michigan <laughs> alumni. Yep. It's all starting to make sense. That's right. All right. <laughs> That's where I'm at. So I was just, um, well, it, give a shout out to the Baseball Utopia people. Oh, um, yeah. Joey. Uh, yeah. Bukholtz, Bukholtz. Yeah, yeah. He added us both to the that that page. This is a pretty cool page. But he, they had a post on there that said Jack McDowell is the. This is where it's coming back to the mascots. Oh, Jack McDowell is the a. Uh, <laughs> he's the mascot for minor league. I seen no, the post. No. He's getting back he's into like, baseball or something. He's the new manager of the like the Burlington Sock Puppets. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I remember you telling me a couple weeks ago. You're like. Oh, I gotta get the I gotta get a T shirt or a hat of that team. And I'm like, would yeah. Wataki even wear that? <laughs> oh, the the Burlington love, Sock Puppets. I, love, I don't want to get off well, I'll get Anyways, off topic real quick. Mascots. But, yeah. The trash pandas. <laughs> it's it's a minor league baseball team too, so it's got an off subject, but oh. I got Ashley that T shirt, uh, Rocket City Trash Pandas, man. I I love it. They just sing the most ridiculous stuff. <sighs> How can you not like that? I wish the professional teams had just ridiculous names like that. It'd probably right. be more entertaining. You'd, <laughs> you'd probably draw in more fringe fans. <laughs> Absolutely. We gotta be See. all serious. Or right. the Detroit Lions. You gotta sound intimidating. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous. Sing this horrible fight song. <laughs> I think it should be sung by uh, Maynard. It would be a whole lot less. You think so? You know, ridiculous. <laughs> no, me, no. A touchdown go because <laughs> really the the way the the song goes it's like it's it's go touchdown football make a touch run a touchdown da, 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 but da, like, no the lyrics you're are like singing that ridiculous. to like the you're like making up words to the michigan fight song just now what are you doing yeah maybe Maybe. Oh, it's like marching down the field. Oh yes, that's not it. Yeah, like what are you? What are you, what are you singing? Ball, go! I yeah. was singing it to the. You were. You were, make, you were making words up to the Michigan fight song. <laughs> I was, but those essentially are the same lyrics of the song. It's like <laughs> touchdown football, go! Just generic song. Take it lyrics. down the field. It's like a really, really bad college fight song. Is it's what it is. It's a really bad. We. I just wish they'd stop singing it because it's embarrassing. It is. It's absolutely like you're like just when you think this franchise get can't get any crappier, right? Then they bust that out when they're down <laughs> thirty and they score like a touchdown with like a minute thirty left in the game, and like the defense just like walking off the field laughing. Yeah. At them. But it'd be a lot less embarrassing if you had Maynard James Keenan from Tool singing it. And it's just, no, hey. <laughs> Score the touchdown. Yes. You got your bracket filled out yet? <laughs> I'm working on it. What do you it. got in the final four, man? I'm singing a song. Don't be here. the guy that picks all number ones. I'm trying to. No, nah, I'm not. I got a lot of 12s in here. Illinois, a lot of 12s in here. Illinois wins it all. And I hate Illinois. I got UCSB. I think the coach is an a-hole. I think he's just a mean human being. I think he's a rude and disrespectful person. Is it just because he beat your Wolverines? It doesn't have to do. Why? It's not the fact that he beat them. It's the fact that he is not a respectful human being. He's not. He's not. He doesn't treat any other team with respect. He's a very bad person. 
Okay. I would tell that to Kyneth. I'd say that's a bad man on that that's, screen. That's not a very He's nice a, person. The way he treats people is not how you treat your opponents. It's not good sportsmanship. He's not a good person. <laughs> but that being said, I can see him winning it all. Like they're on my realistic pick, I got them winning it all. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. That's fair. That's so they've got so this is a surprise. I've got Hartford beating Baylor. Wow. There's my one big Cinderella. That's your, you know, that's not going to happen. But I get it. No, but it's Baylor's fun. very it's fun beatable, to pick, though. Like you know? I got Baylor losing to I believe it's. Um, they don't make it to the Final Four. Who do I got them losing to? I think it's Arkansas. I think I got Arkansas going to the Final Four. Watch out for Arkansas. Make the basket. Stop. <laughs> Take it to the. No one's even. No one's even listening at this point. This is just. <laughs> yes, Baylor loses in the first round. Give me your final four, so I can <laughs> sign us off of this podcast. I'm still working on it. I'm still. Oh, I have like this should have been done before. I have and fifty you know more games off, to pick here. Sorry. You can't just look down the list and be like, "I like this team." Okay, we'll go with like your educated wisdom. <sighs> I'll say you really are just rolling the dice at this point, aren't you? Often Kansas, if you want the championship game, yeah. I'll say Kansas and Tennessee. Wow, Kansas versus Tennessee. Yep, that's going to be the championship. And you'll game. probably be right because <laughs> I'm because I have no. <sighs> I haven't watched much college basketball at all outside. It'll of, be. I'll tell you what. It'll be a refreshing. My you know. Yeah, it's all right. It'll be refreshing though. There's no Duke. There's no Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't. You kind of miss Duke in this tournament, though. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. You're like, nope. Watched him for thirty years. Yeah, don't care. I'm well, good. Duke does a lot of this, and this is as of lately. They come in if they're anything higher than a five. Just mark them out in the second round. They don't. They never make it past that. Like they're That's just they're worthless. If they would have now, if they would have got into the play-in game, I'd have said they are a scary play-in game. Yeah. Just like yeah. I think Michigan State's a pretty scary play-in game because if Michigan State wins their play-in game, okay, now you never know. They could make some noise. Now you said this a couple times. What's the difference between a play-in game or? So it's called the first four. So if okay. you look at the bottom there, they got like the first four. There's 64 teams. Or 62 mm-hmm. or whatever. But four of spots, one in each region, has these has two teams that are like Michigan State and UCLA. They'll play each other, and then the winner will play BYU in the, what's technically the first round. Okay. So they're they're part of the tournament, and the, the conference committee basically threw Michigan State a bone so they could keep their streak alive at like 23 seasons in a yeah. row by yeah. making them a play-in game. Because they obviously didn't think they were good enough to actually just put them in the tournament. Um, so if they win that, then, you know. But they can, even if they lose that, they can say, we still made the tournament because we were in the first four games. I wish the NHL had done that with the Red Wings. Just just, like, just allow them just to, to keep, keep the streak going. Yeah, because they had their... like 24 straight seasons of playoff hockey. That's, a, you know. No, no. Just let them. It's some participation. We got, we got the playoffs, and then we have the Red Wings playing the worst team that is, that's in the playoffs, even and they, though the Red Wings are the worst team in right. the NHL. But they participated, and they tried they their best. It. 
They try their best. Those participants. They keep the streak going. Yeah, exactly. It would have just prolonged the inevitable decline that they were already mm. prolonging even more. Participation elimination. Michigan State. The Spartans <laughs> defeat. Sing, the sing us out, Hoffman. Nami, nami. Laterolis. Scoliosis. <laughs> Yeah. Are you are you singing us out? Or I'm trying like, to. I, oh, okay. I, I didn't know, know what but I'm doing it, it the way Maynard would do it. It just takes you know? it takes a while to build up to it. Yeah, you have to appreciate it. You know, like pretend you're at Little Caesars Arena. You just paid 490 bucks to, to watch Tool. To listen to this dribble. Yeah, and he's this is your favorite song only because they've been playing it on the radio like five times a day. Every do you day. have a problem with Tool? Like, I'm sorry no, we're getting off this topic, all. but it sounds Never like you got this I. issue with Tool. I don't have a problem, not with my favorite band, Elimination Scoliosis. Participate. <laughs> what? What? Okay, I'm done. The... That's always. <laughs> Are you going to sing us out or are you not? No, go ahead. All right. I'll that's, just sing over you. That's I'll all we have you. for today. It's a small market podcast. This is Wataki speaking on behalf of Hoffman. We'll see you next week. That's a sports ball. That's a sports ball. You've been listening to the Small Market Podcast. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, send us a message at smallmarketpodcast at gmail.com, or get more behind-the-scenes writings from Hoffman at smallmarketpodcast backslash blogspot.com. Music for the Small Market Podcast has been provided by the 8-Arm Killer.